0: everybody, and welcome to the first edition of PR Oddity for 2019. I'm Kirsty. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Eve. And today we are going to be talking about trends for 2019 in our industry.
1: Um, So it's a big topic. Where should we begin? I think digital is probably a good place to start. There's so much happening. Um, I know we've said in the past it's changed so much in, in our short time in PR, but it just seems to be... Gathering a real pace, and the pace of change is so difficult to keep up with. Um, and we were t- we've watched the few webinars recently and looking at things like AI and how how that's being used. And um, there was a stats from the CIPR saying that twelve percent of our prof- PR professional skills could be replaced by AI today, which makes you think we need to be moving with the times we need to be learning what those what those applications are how it can be used and making the most of it rather than being scared of it we need to embrace it it's happening so we can either all go and hide in a corner and think because the prediction is that that's going to rise to 38 percent within the next five years so we can either go hide in a corner and let it happen and become redundant or we learn to embrace it work how, work out how it can be best used and find the things that AI won't be able to do and, and be building on those skills.
2: Yeah, it was really interesting to look at that and some of the tasks that just are you just couldn't imagine a few years ago would ever be considered as AI, like ra- actual writing, yeah. copywriting. Yeah. Of course, the channels that we co- copyright for have changed and we're all moving along with those, but to actually think there will be... <laughs> mechanisms of writing
0: copy and writing blog posts it's unbelievable really yeah, it
1: is i think
0: ai needs a bit, a bit of a um rebrand because <laughs> i think as a i was gonna say as a planet <laughs> speaking on behalf of planet Earth, um i think i personally have always thought ai robots yeah. Yes. And kind of been a bit yeah. ignorant of yeah. it, like, oh yeah, that means one day I might have a robot Hoover in my house or something yeah. like that, which does exist now.
1: When we went to um, San Francisco, there was a robot made, there was a place where you could go and the robot made the coffee and that's what you automatically. That kind thinks, of thing, yeah. Um but actually when you take
0: the time to research it and look into it, it's already here and we're already using it. Things like the timesheet software we use, yeah. that can um Todoist, which is my new favourite thing in the whole entire world, but that basically a to-do list and there's a button on there where I can get it to schedule in tasks into my diary where it can see I'm you know least busy or yeah. it thinks it's the best place for it that is a form of AI so it's already here
1: it's just how we work with it and, and how it can be used to benefit our clients it's very clever isn't it there are some very clever applications out there it's quite scary definitely um, but yeah we need to get on that <laughs> really quite quickly yeah
0: um, and Alexa as well, you were very
1: afraid with Alexa, weren't you? <laughs> my entire house is wired up to Alexa. I think we've got five or six in my house now and one's even got a screen on it. And then there's a, um, all the lights are wired up to her, the heating's wired up to her. There's a, a speaker in the bathroom where you tell her to play and when you're in the shower, she can play the Spotify through the speaker through Alexa. It's so confusing, but what I found is um, we, are, we are so reliant on her now and I get told off for actually switching the lights off and on with the switchers but I still do that, you're so reliant on her that you find yourself in the car thinking oh I want that song on and you, you will actually say oh Alexa play and then you realise that she's not in the car, she's not going to be able to do that for you um, and I, I've done that a few times and realised how reliant we've become on her and while we've, when we're doing homework and things rather than going and getting the dictionary out it's just Alexa tell me the meaning of this word or Alexa is this sum correct and um, not that I'll ever be a house without books in, but she is there. And it, they were talking about the next um, stage of that is uh, having Alexa or something like that in the workplace. And and somebody it was saying on this webinar that being able to say, oh, what's the latest news from Alexa? What's the latest news from Sidekick PR? Or, well, it's this, this and this. Yeah. One of our clients, um, the old Stocks Inn, they were one of the first hotels in the country to have
0: this Alexa um almost like a concierge service in the rooms. So in every room in that hotel, you have a Alexa dot and it can be personalised. So you can ask Alexa what's on the menu and she can tell you everything that you can have to eat there or you can ask what time's breakfast served and you don't have to leave your room.
1: That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Because again, if you think in the past, that would have all been leaflets and printouts in a, in a document, wouldn't it, that sometimes you could find, sometimes you couldn't find. Yeah. But it's all there, you just have to open his voice. It's all about voice, isn't it? You just have to open your mouth and the information's there for you.
0: Yeah, and I think, as you said, cars, that was a, that was a bit of an eye-opener for me on, on the um, CIPR webinar. If you've not watched people, you should check it out. Yeah. Um, and how now we are all listening to podcasts on the move, whether that's on treadmill or in the car or that kind of thing and that's where audiences are getting information from
1: so it's how we can reach them in those places yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see the impact that has on radio figures because that was something that I'd not thought about um because obviously you sat in the car you you listen to your radio don't you but now we were in a meeting the other day and somebody said oh have you listened to Fern Cosson's podcast and I was like no straight into the car on the way back and listen to it Um, and that's the thing now with podcasting as well isn't it that it was something that's been it's been around for quite a few years but it's on the rise hence listen to our podcast (laughs) (laughs) I think these
2: things are all happening in day-to-day life but you don't really think about it you know the happening so the old stock's in oh what a fantastic idea that's brilliant I you know you'd definitely benefit from that if you were guests in a hotel but it's how that's all brought back into the industry like the PR industry and seeing it as part of how you incorporate this into our roles and really think about it from a work perspective not just as a a person who goes into a hotel and thinks this is really beneficial
0: I'm still I don't think we're anywhere near there yet I think the common theme when you look at all of these different trends is choice and we're all now privileged enough to be able to choose what we listen to when we listen to it what platforms we use what we see on those platforms we can kind of tailor our little worlds around the things that interest us and I think we're really not that far I think I'm jumping around a bit here but I think this year we'll see people like you said just saying Alexa give me the latest industry news on PR or the latest health news that kind of thing it's how we then work into those algorithms I guess yeah
2: And it's looking at a different audience because I do still think, and this is where there's a bit of a delay in all this coming in, you've still got people, if you're being very generalised about it, which I don't like to be, but if you've got older, white-haired men still kind of running companies and whatever, some of them still don't know kind of email yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're literally yeah, at that ab- level for some, for some things so it's kind of we're almost in this kind of in between waiting for a new generation of people who really are leading in this area well that's what it feels like from our perspective yeah. I'm sure there are some really and I know there are some fantastic um people who are doing great things and really leading on this but it's kind of yet to kind of filter so it's kind of the norm yeah And yeah. that's where it feels we're at we're kind of waiting and like trying to leave it until clients demand it or you know, but we should, be, we, should pushing, our, yes, we, we should be we should be putting in. I think we should. We should, and that's what, what we've got yeah, to do next. Looking think, at what's
1: available, looking at the best way is that it's finding the best ways to reach the audiences again, isn't it? It comes, but it always comes back to the basics, and and that's what we as humans can bring to it, isn't it? but yeah. then we make those recommendations to the clients, just to be saying to them, yes, this year for you, it's about more about looking at target groups on. Facebook, rather than spending time doing this, or yes, it's let's look. We, we do really well with this. Let's do more live videos. It, it's finding the things that are going to work better for them to reach the audiences. Because, as we've said, I think on this podcast before, the traditional media has changed. We're not all about media. It's not PR. It's not media relations. Despite the BBC Radio 4 um, program that we all listen to, um, it's about much, much more than that. And that's where we bring the extra, isn't it? We we bring those those other elements it's, it's, it's about much more than that yeah
0: it's exciting though it is exciting yeah. really exciting
2: it feels like it's on the verge of on the cusp of a new kind of a whole new world really yeah.
0: have you seen Ready Player One?
1: no it's so good isn't it's, it? yeah it's a... really good really good film hope the future I hope the future doesn't end up like that though I think <laughs> it could, yeah. I don't I think want it to could. live in a trailer stacked on top of a trailer yes
2: i'm a bit intrigued now i'll add it to the list yeah add
1: it to the list it's a good it's a good film but it just shows how actually looking at virtual reality and things how uh, that did worry me when virtual reality when when the goggles first got brought home and you think gosh you could see how easy it would be to totally immerse yourself into a virtual world and that's the premise of the film is that it's in the future and people get up in the morning and they put the goggles on and they're in this, they're, you're playing a game, you're in, that's what, that's what they do. That's I remember life.
0: saying a while ago though, obviously Kirsty Nixon predicted the whole thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um,
0: but how that's you can dumb. so <laughs> easily, <laughs> you can so easily see it kind of blending into that. Maybe I think Facebook is the area where it would probably happen first where you're in this kind of digital, Facebook is a VR experience where it just looks like this. Yeah. And how that would, you know, you, that would really work well in terms of um, businesses and virtual working and flexible working and things. That you wouldn't need to be in the same office or in yeah. the same in the same country if you all just put your goggles on and
1: you're actually yeah. it brings you to a virtual office. I've often I think there's so many ways they could use it more, and I don't know if anybody's doing this, but I always think with concerts, there's a, a, a limited number of tickets you can sell for a gig. But what if you're a fan and you can't get to that gig, could there not be a price that you pay and you put on your virtual reality goggles and it feels like you're there? Yeah. And so the t- concert might have sold out like that, but it could still be streamed to thousands and thousands of extra people just by sticking on your VR It'd be goggles. It'd be so funny to watch them from afar,
0: wouldn't it? You're in a dance. <laughs> <laughs> like a silent disco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it is a very exciting time. And I think for the PR industry, it's, it's very exciting I think it'll be a lot easier to kind of maybe demonstrate results as well because yes where if you get coverage in a newspaper for example you've got the reach and that kind of thing and you know that it's a target publication but this is where the industry struggles then to show kind of the results whereas digital is so much more easy
1: to measure yeah um and you can track the customer journey through with it as well definitely I think it's exciting it does, does feel like it's going to be a really exciting year, but I, I do feel that there's a lot of upskilling needed. And I know everyone keeps talking about coding, and I think, I know I keep saying I want to learn to code, but I do want to learn to code. I think it's so important. I'm not going to be able to become a programmer overnight, but I think you need to understand the, the basics yeah, of it. What's happening to be able, yeah, so happening. to be able to to be able to understand how it's going to work and how you can make it work for you um so I think that I think there'll be more PR people learning to code this year and looking at those types of things is
2: everything's merging Mm. I think that's what's happening there were very distinct areas yeah the communications marketing digital fields and it's all getting overlapped now and I think that's a, a challenge for people within those separate industries yes. to kind of get the head around and kind of find out how it is all going to fit together, but I see a real blurring of lines and roles and responsibilities
1: definitely I think for years, I used to say what I'm saying i don't know anything about marketing I don 't do marketing, but I think a lot of what we do does tick, some of those boxes. tick into the tick those boxes step into that well realm, and we do a lot of things that are marketing and we do. Obviously, a hell of a lot of things that are digital as well. It's all storytelling, isn't it? It is all storytelling. Yeah, it's all storytelling. I don't know if you notice noticed. I've given myself a new title on LinkedIn. I'm the director of storytelling.
2: <laughs> I love it. But I do think that is what the benef- PR people have more of a benefit. Yes. Over upper. Of those more specific
0: industries like marketing is the storytelling yeah no but our profession has all been about building a narrative hasn't it for, yes yeah. that's what i mean yeah. for yeah. clients and and saying right this is where you want to be this is what yes. you need to do to get there and yeah. it's a, it's it's never been like an overnight
2: no there's no. always been it's always been a journey where i sometimes feel and correct me if i'm wrong marketeers but with marketing there's more of a we need this project done and it's done and it's all a little bit more compartmentalised where i think with pr it's it's a longer journey
1: and i think we tell we tell stories every day don't we and everything that we're doing yes. it could be visual stories yeah. using stories on instagram it could be short stories on twitter but what everything that we do is about telling the story and that's internal comms and external comms We are storytellers.
0: Yeah, storytellers. We'll just be telling those stories in cars. Yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. different ways, (laughs) yeah.
0: I thought it was interesting on that webinar that they said the next thing in cars, the next step up from podcasts will be video, and I kind of thought, well, how's that going to work? But then if you think driverless cars, in five years we could all be in this weird futuristic world with cars whizzing around and people watching videos on headsets while they're behind the wheel or scary.
1: Well, it'd be like the Bustard song where nothing's changed but we live underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I don't want to live underwater. But the, the pace of change, I don't think we can over kind of go on about that, but the pace of change is just massive. It is. It's,
0: it's, it's happened all through history, hasn't it, with all of these industries and I'm trying to think back to my history lesson now to give you some examples. <laughs> but if you think about, like I don't know, the cotton mills and that kind of thing, the people that lived in those times must have been... In a similar situation where they didn't really see it coming to the extent it did um i think yeah as long as we just need to keep our fingers on the pulse and just keep innovating
1: yeah i agree i agree
0: okay well we'll take a short break and then we'll be back where we're going to look ahead make some predictions which we'll revisit later in the year and i believe we're also going to try
1: some vr out ourselves cool well we're back we've had a very interesting break time and we've all been trying out some uh, VR goggles which is really interesting in my head spin yes it it (laughs) is amazing we've been having a look around the house and walking going through the doors and having a look at the different rooms and it's just brilliant it transports you somewhere else yeah and I can see
2: for so many businesses, our clients included, how beneficial. And I know some of them are actually already doing it. To be fair, but um, how beneficial, particularly for service industries yeah. and the hospitality leisure sectors. It's, it's an incredible opportunity to really showcase what they're offering, and for customers, potential customers, to really get
1: a feel for, for what they can have a have a bit of. Really. Yeah amazing definitely we were, we were just saying weren't we about hotel rooms and things it's great to be able to see what you've got before you get there yeah and then your your expectations are managed as well yeah. aren't they because people are going to put the best rooms on um to the website but actually not all rooms are like that but if you can see the room that you've booked it's brilliant if you're a if you're a bride-to-be and you're looking for wedding venues but you can't get around to all these different places but you could actually Put the goggles on and have and a good there. look and feel it. It'll help you narrow plate, narrow choices down, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. Like you say, some clients are already using it and they've seen really good returns on
0: it mm. um, from a business point of view. But I think there's so many other applications for it that we could look at and experiment with. And it's good. So it's time to look ahead then and make some predictions for what we think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Where do we think we'll be in in 10 years' time?
2: (laughs) Well, something I've thought about for a while is um, on the media relations side, it's just the death of the press conference. I remember when I first started um, my career, it was still always an option. And we always did it for kind of if you were announcing a big event, inviting the media down, spokespeople to ask questions, photographers. And just over the years, it's just got less and less... Unless And now I don't think, I cannot actually remember the last time that I've been involved or organised an actual press conference. Mm. And I think they're only going to be used for very specific
1: I think it's crisis situations, isn't it? I think it's crisis situations you need them for, or police appeals. If somebody's gone missing or something's happened, a police appeal, it it works for. um, But for business, it's not really anything that you do anymore. No, like the chief
2: exec of a massive... Global corporation just sat there at a desk. People aren't aren't interested. You can get that information they the same in so many different ways now. And obviously, this kind of politics, and I can see, you know, but even Donald Trump style in America, he's reduced the number of press conferences he's been doing, which I'm not necessarily saying is a good thing because that's all about transparency. Transparency, isn't it? And him trying to like hold things back, I'm sure. Um, but just they're just becoming less and less. So I imagine there will become a time where it's just the non-existent, apart from those very specific. Um, specific things like crisis and what have you. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, anyway.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that'll have a knock on effect in other events as well. And we work with quite a few meetings and events clients that work in that sector. Um, and they're doing some really innovative stuff about, you know, trying to make conferences and things more digital. But for example, if you work for a company that has a big conference in London and you are based in America, you might not necessarily need to fly over anymore. You yeah. can you can watch it virtually, and be there
1: like Charlotte at her concerts. <laughs> I'm gonna be at all the concerts. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's lots of things that have changed and will continue to change. So one of the things I've been really pleased to see is I think there's been a real focus and will continue to be a real focus on internal communications. I think it's been a a very overlooked area for many businesses for quite a long time, but people are now recognising the data's there, the knowledge is there, the information's there to be able to show the... Benefits to business of having an engaged and switched on workforce who feel that they're being communicated with, who feel that they're part of an organisation, the culture's right. So I think. I can see that growing and growing it's an area that you can see businesses starting to invest in now and they're not forgetting to talk to their internal audiences which I think sadly they have done for quite a long time. And do you think technology's like enabled that? I think it has because it's re- it's really interesting when you still when you talk to organizations there's a lot of lot of businesses out there whose employees work either work remotely or um, are out doing a, a physical job or something like that so they, they still haven't got that they're not attached to an email system and the mistakes that people have often made in terms of communicating is thinking oh, we can fire an email out yes it might have only reached 40% of our business but at least we've ticked that box whereas everybody's got a mobile phone in the pocket yeah. nearly everybody's got a mobile phone in the pocket so and now with the apps that the, the, there's so many different internal apps that people are using um from facebook workplace to Yammer and Sparks and all these kind of things you can actually get people to have that app on the phone and you are communicating directly with your workforce and I just think that that's an area that will really grow people are getting better at it and you've got your workforce on side then if you're communicating with them you're being honest you're being transparent you are doing all the right things and you're keeping them informed which is what people want most of the problems that people face at work is because they haven't got the knowledge about what's going on and that that causes so many problems so I think internal comms is an area that we will see really growing
0: yeah we're also much more connected now aren't we that just makes sense to make more use of those channels and
1: um, use them to kind of boost employee morale and get those messages out. It's just about setting the boundaries, I think, with that. I think it's really interesting. I read quite an interesting thesis about the constant they always switched on. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if you are asking people to use it on their own personal mobile phones, which a lot of organisations do, they don't give out work phones, it's about those boundaries, isn't it? When you're switched off from work, just because you've got that app doesn't necessarily mean that at 9.30 on a Friday night you want to be reading a message that's been sent out by the communications department. So... It's great and it enables a lot of things, but I think the boundaries need setting as well. Yes. My prediction, as I said earlier in the podcast, is around
0: um, social media. I think we'll see massive changes in it this year. Um, I think maybe not this year, but in the next maybe two to three, the VR thing will really kind of merge in with it. And um, again, though, it's interesting talking about boundaries. And as you see on Ready Player One, how, you know, it just their lives are just completely lived in this virtual world. Sorry if anybody's not seen it and we've no. spoilt it. <laughs> um, so where where does a cutoff point? And we're already seeing things like screen time monitoring coming on phones and social networks starting to kind of flag up reminders to people to say, you know, you've been on this long, maybe you should yeah. take a break or do something different. But as technology goes so quickly, it's going to be interesting to see how they balance out. Yeah. How, how if you can immerse yourself in that world more and more, where the cutoff point comes.
1: I personally found that screen time monitor that started coming up on the phone horrific. It's scary, isn't it? It is scary. Really scary. I, I thought it was completely inaccurate when I was going, But that can't possibly be the case. But then I've made it each week, then I make a deliberate effort to make it be less, but it makes you realise how much you're actually on these devices and how much you use them and... Yeah, it's just quite worrying. But we have everything on those devices. And I had a
0: conversation with my friend's partner, who's a pilot, and all of his um, schedules, holidays, everything is all done through an app. Like you said, the internal comm side of it is all on his own personal mobile phone. So I often get comments from people like my mother-in-law, for example. She (laughs) won't mind me mentioning it. But she's like, oh, you're always on that phone. But your whole life is on that phone. So it's no surprise that we're just on them all the time. And I think another trend that we're going to see maybe is is kind of a conscious move away from that. People, you know, these digital detoxes are becoming the thing to do. Like dry january but
1: in a digital
2: yeah.
1: form <laughs> yeah. you see you see on instagram don't you those ironically that you see it on instagram but a picture at a board outside a restaurant saying mobile phones in this basket please we, we want you to talk like yeah you get the money off your me- you get
2: money off your meal yeah. and stuff if you're a no mobile phone but it's promoted table. but
1: promoted on social media there is yeah. an
0: irony in yeah. there yeah. and there's a bit of a kickback against it and um you do hear of you know, more and more organisations maybe sending out letters or something because it has a bit more of a novelty factor now, Um, although it's not very good for the environment to be using all the paper. But I think that it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see over the next year or so how it balances out and how um, people kind of manage it. Yeah,
2: because you do see more and more people saying, oh, I'm taking a like over Christmas. There was a lot on Twitter particularly. Yeah. I'm taking a digital break. Happy Christmas, everyone. And then this week I've noticed that, oh, I'm back noticed that quite a lot so I do think all this technology is coming in but some people are actually retreating a little bit or thinking I don't want it to be like this so you're right
1: I did take a bit of a digital break
2: but I didn't feel the need to broadcast it I always
1: find things like that quite interesting I think they think that
2: the people who follow them are going to miss them
1: Well, nobody would have
2: missed me. Nobody missed would have noticed. They've only noticed because you've said yeah,
1: that. So exactly. why did you just not say yeah, anything? It's quite amusing. I think if I were going to predict something, it would be about the coding. I think it's, it's an area that we're going to have to learn more about and and working out how to use... Bots in the, the things that we're doing and making those a part of the campaigns that we're working on, or a part of the ongoing strategy for better customer service and things like that for clients. So I will predict that by the end of the year, one of us in this room will know how to code and we'll be doing things like that more. Yes, yeah, so we should set
0: predictions and then in December. The December yes. podcast will look back. Yeah, so, so you're saying bots?
1: Yeah,
2: bots. What are you saying? I'm saying death of press conference I'm going to count how many I see
0: <laughs> let that you know crisis that led. crisis led yeah, I'm, see going how many. I'm going to say some sort of VR social media integration
1: mm. that's providing the world doesn't all go to pop given what's going on at well, the moment yeah, no one can not, move anything yeah, <laughs> that we're not all sat in a corner growing our own vegetables because there's no other alternatives yeah. and we can't leave the floating island
0: yeah maybe that should be the prediction that it'll all have gone <laughs> not well, happy fine. note. <laughs> yeah um okay so i think this year we'll see some innovative campaigns we'll be pushing ourselves pushing our clients doing some um experimental yeah trying yeah. to do things a bit stuff. differently and testing the water a bit i think that's where i feel we're at yeah. um if you're if you're listening and you're doing something that's particularly new
1: or innovative in in this area then let us know we'd love yeah. to hear about it it's good to share those kind of things there's and some great webinars and podcasts and things out there on the topic of trends and what and for the industry so starting point for people is always go and have a look at what the CIPR and PRCA are saying there's some great things on there and then there's some brilliant people to follow who are, are really out there pushing the boundaries find them follow them and learn okay so we will speak to you all in february until next time bye Bye. Bye.